I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. And this and is Dispatches, Dispatches from Fort, Fort awesome, awesome, a news, news radio, radio podcast. We still can't sync that. We really can't. And <laughs> Jen is on the ether, but not on this episode. But do you know who is, ladies and gentlemen? Well, if you're watching it, you already know. And if you've read the title of it, you already know. It's special guest Lou Borden. Thank you so much for being here, Lou. Thank you, Lou. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you? Good. So you, uh, you said, yes, I'd love to come back. I have these two episodes probably in writer like original drafts and I put it up to the audience to decide which one we should cover and they decided quite definitively massage chair was the episode they wanted to talk about. Well, I have I found my writer's first draft of of uh of massage chair mm-hmm. which it says it says on it was was handed in uh, July 30th 1996 mm-hmm. and the show wasn't shot until uh August 26th, 1996, which for news radio is an incredibly long lead time. I was going to say. Wow. Because normally you guys were real big week of guys, right? Or at least that's how it's portrayed. Yeah, day before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you we, guys we work best on a tightrope on, that was on fire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh, dealing with, with crises of our own making. Sure. Uh, what, was your system... What, what, you guys were were standalone writers, right? Like, so you're given, okay, we want you to write the one with these plot lines in it. Go off and write it on your own. Or did you? Were there any like writing teams? I don't think we've even asked that. Uh, uh, Sam Johnson and Chris Marshall were writing. Yeah, team. that that uh, yeah, it just occurred to me as I asked it. Um, Other than that, no one was a writing team. And when the episodes had, uh, we we would gang write scripts, and sometimes that's why uh, episodes will have more than one. Uh, written by mm-hmm. and sometimes you, we'd send two people off to either divide up scenes or or do it together but like there were no writing this team there were no uh uh there's there's only that one team per se yeah yeah, yeah. okay that makes sense just, just just curious between this first draft you said because it didn't shoot till late august did you guys shoot other episodes in the interim and then come back to this one uh well, well, the way TV is supposed to work is you're supposed to like be generating the first draft way in advance, mm-hmm. and and sort of rewriting them at, as as you're shooting. Uh, but and like it, you know, it's not at all uncommon to like start the season with like eight first drafts done. You know, that's sort of like mm-hmm. what you're looking for. Uh, we we're trying to do and we probably started the season like three first drafts done or like two and a half mm-hmm. and uh um uh this would have been one of them the, the, but, like, uh, because this was so early in the season uh-huh i w- we weren't in production yet i would have actually like written an outline uh given it to paul who would have completely rewritten the outline better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then gone off and written the script by myself, and then uh, handed it in and have it go through the rewrite process. 
uh, sort of like in, in a normal television sort of way. Later in the season, it would have been um, Paul writes an outline two days before and then someone, <laughs> or even one day before, and then people write the script even perhaps even while the previous uh, uh, script was being shot. <clears throat> oh wow. It's <laughs> insane. That huh? is insane. Is, were, are they normally okay? Because I think the ones that Alan and I have been covering in this sort of, uh, you know, re rewatching are like closer to shooting drafts. You're looking, I like I, the but, one you sent me for this was a shooting draft. Yeah. So what you guys are looking at is the differences, like, Lines that were added on the floor, which mm -hmm. is generally pretty minimal, yep. and what gets cut in editing, which yep. is generally a fair amount because we shot so long, which which was good. I think there's there's a good reason to shoot long because like nothing, and you don't end up having to have anything in the show that didn't work. Right. Yeah. Joe uh, Fury is insisting he has the videotapes of uh, the full episodes, or at least many of them. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, amazing. So I've told oh, him I'll yeah. digitize them because obviously that gives us more to talk about on the show, but also yeah. why would I not want to see it? Because there's so Yeah, it's very interesting. That. Yeah. I mean, the thing you'll probably see is that we cut stuff for good reason. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, like anytime you see deleted scenes, like it's very rare that in, in any context for anything, it's very rare that you're like, oh, I wish that was in the movie. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, yeah we I don't really, I don't, I tend to not like director's cuts of movies. They tend to ruin them for me, usually usually yeah yeah well i mean it is interesting. the uh other drafts uh of news radio that we've gone over like the full ones we'll see the stuff that is cut I'm like oh, that's funny but it, it, you, it, they're usually usually that uh well they either do this or this but it seems like it would ruin the flow if it's both yeah that's true they usually cut like seemingly like half the scene out or often or, yeah or an entire sequence that just doesn't work yeah i was ready to come into this with the righteous fury of a writer who is angry about how his script was rewritten 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. But uh, all the changes we made were good. <laughs> a lot of it was like, oh, that was clever. And I, I mean, I hope, I think we've talked about this, but I hope Paul's prepared because we're going to do that with the pilot too because there there's more of the pilot out there than there is for most of these other episodes. And it's Oh, sure. The pilot, I think, went through a lot of changes during the week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot imagine. Of, I imagine you from may everybody have too, a lot right? of interesting stories. You may get deposed in trials after that hearing. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. All of these stories. <laughs> the, um, this is a 62-page draft. I know that's not unusual for the show. Um, but it no, is like for first draft, we would also write the first draft long because, yeah. like, there was no real pressure not to, and like you you would you would want to like you would be very conscious that not everything in the first cast was going to stay in mm -hmm. so you want to get more swings at the ball mm -hmm. so like there's no reason like like in this one we'll see the 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 scene where where uh bill is 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 fomenting rebellion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like in the first draft i just wrote like four times more jokes than really fit in the scene just because i just wanted to you know try out the jokes like right uh, you know, if, if I write four jokes that could fit in this spot, maybe one will stay in. Is that still, and not to get too much into how writing is today on a sitcom, but I mean, is it still relatively that way? Or is it more, because I've, I've seen, you know, footage of a writer's room where some poor sap 
uh, assistant is in the background writing down everybody's jokes on a screen that everybody can see at the same mm -hmm. time. So what's the difference between how it is now and how it was 25 years ago? In this thing? Uh, well, well, news radio was not how it was 25 years ago. Still, yeah, it was, it was, it was its own, its thing, own anyway. thing. Very okay. much. But uh, generally, like, there people, like, you would be given a limit in how long you could hand it in because it's just sort of like a pain in the ass yeah to, uh, uh, so uh yeah okay fair enough and, may, uh, and, and maybe I'm, I'm i'm wrong but it, it sounds to me like you guys were able to pitch writers pitching to uh to other writers and actors pitching to writers just other gags where you i don't think that happens on a lot of other uh, multi-cam sitcoms unless i'm Mistaken on that. Oh, sure it does. It's like generally, like the general way it works on all the chemistry comes. You'll hand in your first draft, and it'll mm -hmm. go through like the a rigorous table rewrite. And mm -hmm. like depending on the show, the amount of first draft that survives is somewhere between zero and like <laughs> half. It's like mm -hmm. where if like half of your first draft survives, that was a really great first draft. And uh, but like that's that's like everyone in a room doing like somewhere between completely starting over and punching up individual lines. Okay. But it's not at all, uh, it's not at all unusual for like the first draft to be like, well, we want a scene of this basic shape. What's a good first line? And like, like, like really profoundly rewritten in the room. Right, right. Okay. You want it, You did make a, a very strong argument for us, uh, reminding people what this episode is. Oh yeah, let me. Like, okay, so people who don't remember Massage Chair, mm -hmm. uh, here's what it was about. The A story was uh, Jimmy cuts the budget. Dave deals with this by getting rid of free snacks in the break room. This was a common thread on news radio: getting rid of free snacks in the break room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I personally wrote two episodes of that premise. There may have been several more. I don't remember. Um, but it was basically based on what something like they are uh, uh, Brian Kelly's and my experience at, at uh, Saturday Night Live, where there was a fridge full of soda uh, near Lauren's office. And all of a sudden they said the writers couldn't drink those sodas. The <laughs> <laughs> anger at that lasted years and turned into multiple episodes of news radio so anyway uh dave gets rid of free sodas in the break room bill takes advantage of this to foment a rebellion and then decides that and then when he when he gets everyone to rebel he makes the demand of the rebellion a massage chair for the smoking area uh which then everyone gets mad because that's not what they wanted and at the end everyone destroys the massage chair uh, by sitting on it. The B story was uh, Joe uh, tries to court uh, Catherine by making high-tech uh, alterations to her desk. Mm -hmm. And the A story didn't change that much from my first draft. There's a lot of there's a lot of moving scenes around. Sure. Uh, but like big chunks of it stayed. The B story changed a lot for reasons we will get into as we go. Should we hit the A story first if, if that's the case? Since we've well, got... let's let's go through it in order. All right. That should sounds go good to through, me. Like, uh, should we go through it in the as aired order? 
That's a really good question. Yeah, see, that's what I was wondering because we could do that. I can pull. Well, here's well, let's try that first. Like, it starts with uh, uh, my draft started with a scene where uh, Dave tells them they're over budget. Let's a starts the morning meeting like so many episodes did. Yeah, Dave tells them they're over budget for their, and so they're going to get rid of free snacks and bake room, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone gets mad. And it's, I'm looking, it's uh, six pages long. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, that cut, that scene completely cut. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and, and you'll see, like, you never see the scene where the staff finds out, like, the scene where the staff finds out that, they're, that their snacks are going away. That scene is completely gone, happens off camera. In the, yeah. In the I, I, I do love this line, though, of Dave saying there is a vending machine on the 12th floor. It costs $2 and only accepts dimes. That's quite... <laughs> That's very good. Also, yeah, is... There's jokes in the scene, but, like, you, yes. don't, you don't... It turns out you don't need the scene. Right. Uh, I don't yeah, know what you guys right. want to say. There is also, like, a really obscure joke where Beth says, come on, Dave, buying us candies and cookies will save us money. And Dave uh-huh. says, no, it won't, but I think you just won the David Stockman Prize for Economics. <laughs> Like that, that's a, and then Beth angrily says, "It's ludicrous. You think I'd know who that is?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's, it's this speaking... sort of a joke for everyone who didn't get the first joke. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> AKA me. Right? And I mean, that was. I mean, at the time, uh-huh. people thought about. It was, it was closer to the time people thought about David Stockman. It's like also that scene started with Dave saying, "And we're going to want to air the Sliwa story by two o'clock, so everyone worked fast." That one I looked up. Curtis Sliwa, like, right now that's very, very obscure. At the time, in 1996, Curtis Sliwa was all over the tabloid news in New York City. Mm-hmm. He, he apparently is trying to run for mayor of New York in 2021. I just, I just really, yeah. But he Fun. was the head of some vigilante group. Was it Guardian Angels? Guardian Angels, they wore red berets and they yeah. were, rode the subway and would, and would like the idea was like, we'll beat up criminals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that distinctly. I remember as a child not understanding what that group of people actually was because um, I lived in. No one, like it was unclear. Uh, hence, uh, the, he was all over the tablets. <laughs> Thought it was a fashion trend. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of, they were kind of like the red hat ladies, except they <laughs> would kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, it, that they're bucking the trend of making every single story about George Pataki was probably a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's also, as you pointed out in our emails, does does not end in Matthew getting hurt in any way. This, this no, like those were hard. <laughs> so like they didn't always, they weren't always pratfalls in the first yeah. draft. Like that they would change and like uh, we like eventually get uh, uh, a why does that sometimes feel like something you would find on the night i'm sure it wasn't but no, i mean no. like they it took a like the pratfalls took a lot of setup and mm-hmm. like their stunts i mean they needed you needed to know where to put the pad and and like uh you know you had to do it safely sure that makes sense that makes sense it just played so naturally uh and then all well so scene b then i mean we cut we cut right into um joe plot line the joe and catherine plot line but it is very different as you okay point out. so the joe so scene b the joe catherine scene uh 
so, so this cut scene was basically, Dave tells them we're over the budget. Uh, sorry, going through. Uh, everyone gets mad. Mm -hmm. Bill takes the lead in getting mad. Uh, he he says, uh, as journalists, free candy in the office is our birthright. And uh, and then uh, and every, when everyone is complaining, like you took away the good coffee, and Catherine says, the dinner allowance if you work past eight. And Bill says, not to mention your repeated refusal to get a comfortable chair for the smoking area. So he sort of begun that that uh, he begun to, to to plant that seed. Uh -huh. Another Bill line. Uh, well, I understand you like to save a few pennies, Dave, but do you have any idea how demoralizing it is to work for people who won't even give you a decent office or say a nice place to sit in the smoking area? <laughs> he brings it up several times. Uh -huh. Uh, and then, the, and then there's some obscure jokes and, uh, and uh, Matthew Blow, which was not good enough. Right. He's just confused this whole time. He has a thing to say that he can't quite remember what it is until the very end. Yeah. Which is cute because he's dumb. He's a dumb person. Um, well, did you want to cover this plot line first? Like in, in that order? No, let's just go through. So okay. like the, the episode itself. So the episode that is aired, and in the shooting trip, it starts with what I had to seen B, with the B story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's my wife. <clears throat> Hi, wife. Um, hey. <laughs> Hello, happy news radio to you. Oh, <laughs> and you. to you. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's, uh, Beth has a real problem with her phone that, uh, no calls will come in or out. Mm -hmm. That's right. And like in the first draft, there was a lot of uh, that came up a lot, and that all. Okay. Got. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Catherine has nothing wrong with her desk, but Joe has in the in the episode. Joe has has uh, made an automated desk drawer that opens and closes by itself mm -hmm. uh, via via machine uh, to sort of. Uh, impressor. And uh, the main difference between my draft and the, the as aired, as aired, uh, both of them have the Beth thing where when so Catherine, like he shows this to Catherine, Catherine leaves to go, leaves frame to go do something in the booth. Mm -hmm. Beth comes up and says, uh, you're fixing the half of because you like her. And Joe says he isn't. And then Beth does the runs like you love her, you love, <laughs> which worked really well. Mm -hmm. I feel like the great thing about it is sort of the frame didn't move and she keeps leaving frame and coming back. I thought that worked, <laughs> yeah. really, worked, worked terrific. Mm -hmm. and that was the original. And then Catherine comes back and Joe, Joe and Joe says, uh, well, why don't we just have sex and Catherine slaps him? Right. Now, the original idea was Joe was like the premise of the episode, of, of the story was like Joe is too shy to tell Catherine anything, like to, to talk to Catherine, and so he builds these things as a as a way to like uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, to communicate with her without talking, and like. Joe Rogan, the actor, I and like this happened a long time ago. I don't remember the details, but like he either 
couldn't or wouldn't play shy. It's like he like his attitude. Like I, I, like I, I, I love Joe, and he's and 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 he's super funny and a big part of the show. But like this episode, like he, I think he just sort of like rebelled at the idea of his character being soft, like shy. Sort of like the attitude that comes up in the draft or in the show, where like if I did this, what if I, you know, if I told her what I feel, what would my buddies say? I feel like that was less, sort of like what real Joe Rogan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but at any rate, like, at any rate, like, we, like, halfway through the week realized that this story just wasn't going to work as it was. And uh, uh, the, the sla- all the slapping was kind of a patch. Mm. Makes sense. No, but... It, it's 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 interesting because I could definitely see the initial uh, uh, draft why you would want to write it that way because there was the yeah. other episode where those models were on the floor and Joe just couldn't say anything he was like a bumbling idiot so you that's can true they see why but I also think just the sheer fact that he was trying to in the actual episode him trying to talk the way like he would impress his friends like I. It, it just works and it still makes him a, a shy, but more machismo shy, I guess. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. So sort of, I guess maybe there's some more depth to his emotional brokenness, but at uh, uh, any rate, that, that attitude of Joe, Beth making, saying you love her, you love her. And like Joe uh, denying it was supposed to like originally the attitude all the way through. Yeah. Yes. It's the attitude like in the beginning of the first beat and then the end. This is more of a Romano Joe. So if you'd have brought in Ray Romano for this these scenes, it might have been easier to pull off, I think is what. You know, just bring back the original Joe. Right, right. Or Rick. I don't know. Was he going to be called Joe at the time? He wasn't going to be called Joe. Is he still going to be Rick? I don't know. This is now very confused. Uh, I'm just trying to look and see if I highlighted any of the jokes because I do like to highlight the jokes that don't make it into the show. I think most yeah, of the jokes yeah. in this episode are the Jimmy lines that are just, mm-hmm. you can picture him. You can picture them coming out of Stephen Root's face. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 31. I know you said you love the Glover, Grover Cleveland. Right? Yeah, when we get to it, there's a very good Grover <laughs> Cleveland joke. Oh, oh, one other thing, of course, it's yes. like the, the Joe story as it ended up, like you could not do that now. It's sort sure. of like a show yeah. about someone being like remarkably... Uh, remarkably inappropriate and sexual harassment in the workplace. Oh yeah, uh, I could, there's no way you could do that story now. Right? No, 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 no. Not even ex- explore it. And I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I do like at the very least. Again, the slaps do uh, if they don't make up for how she's treated. They at the very least are satisfying and funny. Uh, and, and it's weird and with the slaps in a weird way. He he still like knows he fucked up, but then he just fucks up again the same way. It's it's, he, it's also true. It's also true. He just yeah. It seems like this may you guys would know better than me, but it seems like this may be early in the world of Catherine slaps. There may not it is yeah yeah because we haven't we haven't gotten to uh, because she's not doing it very hard. And that's true. Hard. As it went on, like they got really really hard. <laughs> I would one. I do wonder about now. I'm thinking about. It, I wonder about shooting order because the other one that we're going to be covering shortly is president, and there is one slap. It is Matthew getting slapped by Catherine because of his mustache that looks harder than it probably is. But boy, oh boy! Well, that was later than this one, right? 
it uh, president ended up airing before this one it ended up being the the, the season opener but i don't know i don't remember what number it is in the in production the numbers or when they are the order they were shot yeah that's what i'm trying that's to why see. they have those production numbers yeah because because president yeah ends up being the season opener but i'm trying to see i had it in front of me earlier but then i lost it but they're near each other, but they may, might have been shot out of order. I can't quite remember. Yeah. This one stayed 303, though. This one is 303, I believe. Um, yeah, I can't find it. Oh, yeah, 302. So President was originally supposed to be right before this. Yeah. Okay. So there we are. So it's, it's, you guys were real excited to have Catherine's live people. Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, he's he's just like, ends, like uh, the this scene ends with uh, the, on on air with a, a good Matthew physical thing of where the the drawer that opens and closes automatically is trying to eat him, which I thought was really funny. It's so yes, <laughs> who was underneath there doing that? Uh, I don't know. That's a really good question. Like, I got like. I guess it conceivably could have been Jody Mann. Uh-huh. Like, it could have been whoever rigged the prop. Makes sense. Totally understand. Uh, I should ask her. I should. I mean, it's possible it was Joe, but like Joe, Joe Fury, but like, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Because I'm trying to remember, because somebody does mention either on a commentary or mentioned on this show on the Suicide Note episode that somebody was inside that 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 machine pulling Dave's tie down, but I don't remember who they said was doing <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, I guess whoever would have slammed the drawer the hardest was probably under there, right? Is that you would imagine? So <laughs> it doesn't. It looks a little painful. Uh, yeah, it may. It may have had more to do with with union rules than than who's going to slam it hardest. Ah, that's true. <laughs> that makes sense. It was either union rules or someone who would have decent comic timing with it. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Because that trumps union rules. If I'm, if Would it have been union uh, rules or Joe Fury? There's no mm -hmm. <laughs> ways about it. <laughs> uh, the, the next scene uh, is it kind of roughly ends up being, it's, a, uh, it's not the exact same scene as later. No, it's not. There's a lot more in here. But the Jimmy and Dave scene, it ends up getting combined with the later on. Yeah, scene. it's like this is a Jimmy Dave scene where uh, in the original draft, it's Dave saying that everyone, everyone is upset that you made me cut the budget and, and get rid of free snacks. And in the Azera thing, it, it has to sort of tell, it has to do a lot more work and sort of let you know what's happening. Mm -hmm. So in, on air, it's, it's Jimmy is telling Dave for the first time, there's this budget cut and you need to cut the snacks. Right. And, uh, both of them end the same way, which is Dave's like, I think we're uh, Jimmy assuring people that assuring Dave that no one's going to be that upset. And then you hard cut to Bill uh, like starting a revolution in the break room. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, so this way saved us the, the way it, it happened in the episode saves like six pages and like, uh, get like gets rid of a lot of things in my first draft where it's like, people talking about what just happened mm -hmm. or what's just about to happen and more of things actually happening, which is, is not, not bad. 
I mean, I guess it's simply because it's easier to write a joke about something active uh, rather than... Yeah, like, or it's easier to watch something yeah. active. Also true. Laughing is kind of boring. There's uh, a whole stretch here with Jimmy and Dave that gets cut that is talking about guppies and fish at the fish the, store. The blue gilled angel guppy that'll eat through glass and bite your nose off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the well, this is the scene with the ducks hate hunchbacks yeah one of the greatest lines in tv history which is which is like uh jamie says look at disney if the hunchback of notre dame's running a deficit you think mickey mouse is going to bail him out heck no dave says what about scrooge mcduck he's the one with the money jamie says no ducks hate hunchbacks originally that was the second example Uh uh-huh uh and i don't know you guys you guys want to do the acting out could you guys do the voices but like we certainly can yeah it's up to you guys if you're your show yeah well we have been doing it but we we also discussed like do we want to embarrass ourselves in front of the guy who wrote it <laughs> discussion uh yeah we we can do it uh alan where, i enjoy your jimmy impression those, those, the, where are we starting we can do the beginning of the scene because uh, it is not entirely the same it kind of top really 10 good. yeah top 10 sure and uh lou would you like to be our unless you want to play one no, of the characters I'm not lou. what are you okay. saying <laughs> <laughs> so uh dave's office ah can't increase your budget dave it's not gonna happen it's not fair to the stave to be constantly cutting their amenities they deserve better what do you think i made of money yes too shame right I, i'm not are you I, what do you think i made of money yes huh in the show I think it is. I think it actually. I, yeah. My twenty-five-year-old self wants credit for every joke that remained that stayed in the show. Understandable. <laughs> it's understandable. Why would you not? <laughs> it was in there. Look, all, all you do know, all you need is Dutch ducks hate hunchbacks, though, right? Like that is all yeah, you need. It, it, uh, it cut. And, and yeah, you, you didn't need that previous joke that you're about to say. <laughs> well, touche. But the fact is that this is the only uh, division of Jimmy James Incorporated that was in the red last year. Don't the other divisions make so much money? So much money it evens out. Yeah, and pet stores—they keep each of the fish in a different tank. Guppies here, blue mollies here, angelfish here. Why do you think they do that? So they don't eat each other. Ew! No, it's so they don't crossbreed and turn into some kind of blue-gilled angel guppy that'll eat through glass and bite your nose off or something. No, it's not. It's the same way it is with corporate divisions. Look at Disney. Uh, it kind of goes back into it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it turns out like that joke and the and the uh, Hunchback in Notre Dame joke that comes next, um, Ducks Hate Hunchbacks. They're the exact. They do the exact same thing. You don't need both. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good well, one. Lou, we'll, uh, we'll we'll Jason and I will cut you checks for reading that too. Just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, shortly. <laughs> uh, and then after Ducks Hate Hunchback, Ducks Hate Hunchback, and on air, Dave says, "I guess they're just staying together for the kids." <laughs> Yeah. in the shooting draft and feels very, very much like a Dave Foley guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. Uh, Jason wrote in uh, right next to the note, the Ducks hate hunchbacks, one of the television's history's greatest lines. Yeah. It's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and stupidest, but All great. <laughs> it's it's and hard then to get around. There's it. a joke that was in the... Uh, it's in the shooting draft. I'm not sure it's in the show, mm-hmm. but like I, I think I might have written it in the rewrite because I remember it. Which oh, that's 25 years ago. 
I guess no one remembers, so I can take all the credit I want. Um, yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, as Dave, if I raise budgets every time the morale got low, the guys at my asbestos factory would be driving solid gold Cadillacs by now. Yeah. Um, oh, so good. So cruel also. People also forget, like, we all love Jimmy, but Jimmy's evil. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just does it because Stephen Root's just so likable. It's really hard to f- remember that he's evil. I mean, he also plays a piece of shit on Barry, and it's hard to remember that for me because he's just so likable. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, there, there is so much in, in as uh, uh, in terms of uh, fomenting revolution. That is uh, a lot of this gets cut out because maybe again because it's unnecessary. But also, there's so much Bill magic in there that gets mm-hmm. that goes away. Um, yeah, there's but so the next scene is you cut to like on in the air version it says these people love you and none more than Bill and you cut to the, the <laughs> Bill in the break room saying what I'm talking about is a full scale revolt. <laughs> um, and it's Bill in the break room uh, riling everybody up and my first draft included like endless endless historical misplaced historical references on his uh-huh. part uh-huh. i was very much trying to uh you know very very much like writing 12 jokes so for stay in the script mm-hmm. but uh i do it. like that benedict arnold slept with george washington remains but it is yeah. actually bolstered yes. later on by a also reference see, at all. like as you look at the differences of these um and and I, uh, dear, dear podcast listener, I don't think you have these in front of you, so tough shit. Um, <laughs> you can tell, like, like one difference that you can see is that uh, in the rewrite, lot like jokes were added for people who weren't uh, Bill and Matthew, and like uh-huh. a lot of good Lisa stuff was in there. Where like, there's a thing where Lisa keeps entering mm-hmm. and saying, "I can't be here because I'm going out with Dave and le- and leaving," and then just coming back in to say, like, <laughs> to like get the last word, and then leaving again, and coming back in because he has one more thing to add, and that was totally added in the rewrite. It's great. Mm-hmm. Whereas my vision was hugely uh, Benedict Arnold slept with George Washington type jokes, which the, there was an ad at the end. I don't know who did it. Probably Paul. Where it's like. Uh, where after Benedict Arnold stuff with George Washington and Lisa says, you've got to stop getting your history from Gore Vidal. Mm-hmm. It is a really smart joke if you've ever read Gore Vidal. It is. It is. It's very good. Um, um, or as I call him, my best friend Gore Vidal, because I did. <laughs> but uh, 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 our leading, our nation's leading uh, a gay revisionist historian. Gore mm-hmm. Vidal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it, it uh, it's a good one. There's also, I will say, there's a line that gets not recycled because it doesn't end up in the show. Uh, uh, well, the, the Spiro Agnew reference, uh, the Nattering Nabobs line, does end up in a different episode eventually, but it doesn't. It doesn't remain in here. Yeah, Bill uh, calls Lisa. She said, "Lisa says I'm not like says I'm not going to waste my time correcting your history." Bill says, "Well, there will, there will always be a few nat- Nattering Nabobs of negativity, but I have a plan," mm-hmm. which was just like. A line, I think it's a thing Spiro Agnew said about the press, mm-hmm. the negativity that like, like in the nineties, even more so than now, like comedy writers obsession with Watergate was a thing. And like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, it's a great, great line. It is. 
Yeah, so we, we tried to cram it in fairly frequently, I think. Matthew then asks, who's Bob in your original draft? Which is very oh, dumb. No, for, for the Bobs. Yeah. yeah who's, who's Bob? Now, uh, one thing we'll see going as we go through this episode is like the, the Matthew plot in this is Bill is trying to trick everyone in, into this revolution. And then quickly everyone realizes that everyone get everyone realizes that it was a fraud, but Matthew is so dumb. He continues to be tricked mm -hmm. the rest of the episode. And I believe this is the accidental beginnings of Matthew worships bill. Oh my God. I mean, that uh, it started with, uh, Matthew is too dumb to realize he's being conned mm -hmm. in this episode. God, that makes sense. That makes so, sense. I think like we'll we'll get there, but there's a, there's a specific scene where I think it was really born that was something that was added on the floor that's really great. And like a, a, a whole a whole character arc was born. Such a weird thing to explore. I mean, because that I mean you know, Matthew's character becomes quite clearly um useless and i like it i mean that's one of my favorite things about this is that uh, there are some early episodes where he's he still seems every once in a while committed to being a quote-unquote reporter mm -hmm. and then it's fallen apart by this point in the show which is Season fantastic three. what why don't you do why don't you be bill matthew uh i guess i can fill in the rest okay <laughs> uh <clears throat> it can't treat us this way it's an outrage yeah. Let me stop you. The change to, <laughs> you know, they change it to like, what I'm, talk, what I'm talking about is a full-scale revolt, which is so much better. But go on. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean. For the cut. Go on. Well, also, this repeats, it's basically a repeat of the opening, the, the cold open in this draft. I mean, it's it's roughly the same. Uh, it can't treat us this way. It's an outrage. Yeah. does <laughs> suck royally. There's no microwave popcorn. None. We have rights as employees. This may come as a surprise today, but slavery was abolished in this country. No offense, Catherine. Why would I be offended by slavery being abolished? I'm so happy that that draft, that yes. script is in, <laughs> that that's in the original draft. I don't know. I'd just like to cover my bases. We can't let Dave get away with this. We have to act. Yeah. Bill, I'm sleeping with Dave. Do you really expect me to join your little insurrection? That's true. Be Benedict Arnold slept with George Washington. Matthew, by the way, just so everybody knows, that's Matthew going, yeah, every time. <laughs> that is that terrible Matthew. Yeah. Still glad Benedict Arnold slept with George Washington. Yeah, it's also a good one. <laughs> you going to be Lisa? Oh, yeah. Phil, I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to waste their time with your little games, and I'm certainly not going to waste my time correcting your history. Lisa exits. Well, there will always be a few nattering nabobs of negativity, but at least I have a plan. Who's Bob? Bear with me. Oh, well, what's the plan? We stand up to the tyrant as a group. Yeah. It's not fair to get mad at Dave. He can't help that the budget's smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing against the man personally, but which man? Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's so hard to do. Make that uh, but if we don't hang together, surely we will all hang separately. John Keats, 1944. <laughs> I don't know about this. Me neither, actually. I'm really confused. It's simple. We can do nothing and let El say Dave sell off our desks if he thinks it'll save him a quarter, or we can confront him and start getting our perks back. Yeah. Well, we've got to do something. We could give him a list of demands like those guys in that movie. No, I saw that movie. It doesn't work unless you shoot a hostage every hour to show him that you're serious. 
I'm not willing to do that. <clears throat> it's better if we pick one specific issue and not back down. Like Custer, we will make our last stand. Yeah. Wasn't Custer mass massacred? Big Chief Custer? No, he killed many pale face that day. That's Sorry, this might favorite. be my other favorite line. Yeah, this is, this is I'll tell you what, I'm willing to be the one to lay my ass on the line and go down to Pharaoh's cave and tell him what's what. I only ask that when the time comes, you all stand behind me. Yeah. I'm in. Me too. All right, I'll back you up. Then viva senor revolution. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. Good God. Uh, it is, again, roughly the same scene, but there's some lines in there that I'm so sad... Uh, again, I don't I don't that. know who I quote it to, but I just remember in high school for whatever reason, Big Chief Custer? No, he killed many pale <laughs> face that day. I quoted so many times. <laughs> How do you get around that? It's a... Oh god. Well there that's how that scene played out originally, ladies and gentlemen. Um uh, well, there, there's that scene. How, how did you like hearing that brought to just brilliant life, Lou? How was that? <laughs> Uh, I've never been more so, embarrassed for myself. Then, in, in the original draft, uh, as in uh, any other, there's a B story beat. Mm -hmm. where, uh, Joe has done another crazy thing. Yeah. In the original draft, basically, it was like uh, there kind of was no blow to the scene. It's kind of like, uh, like a. Uh, the slapping at least gave us like a thing in the sure, piece. sure. But like, uh, so I don't think we have to read that one. That's fine. Although I do enjoy that his the tech is that the chair or the drawer doesn't squeak anymore because there's a basically a sound wave that cancels it out. Um, because you did really think through the tech at the very least, you know, that is, that yeah, is no, noise canceling headphones. I'm not sure they were a thing yet, right. It's exactly, it's like, or it's, it's like a very new thing, so sure. that'd be explained. It's exactly that tech. <coughs> Desk has a wobbly leg as opposed to being on wheels, which clearly everything in there is on wheels. I I am glad the actual episode you added the uh, I am Spartacus stuff. That was oh man. <laughs> oh yeah. So next thing that happens is Dave is eating his lunch, and everyone comes and surrounds him. This is in both drafts. Mm -hmm. And they're waiting for Bill to come out of the booth. Oh, right. And just before Bill comes out of the booth, Dave realizes, like, oh, no, Dave, Bill fomented a revolution, didn't he? And then Bill comes out of the booth. Uh, uh, <coughs> and starts attacking Dave. That's sort of the same in both. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, the Spartacus was a great ad later in the week. And her saying Spartacus is Spartacus. Come on. And so uh, Dave says, fine, I'll hear your demands. And Bill says, we want, nay, we demand a nicer chair for our smoking area. And everyone, that's not what they were into this for. And uh, Dave goes into his office and they, uh, uh, <coughs> Everyone says, are you crazy? That's not why we're doing this, except Matthew, who's still who's still with uh, Bill uh, Gung-Ho. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Are there any jokes? In, in, uh, what do you guys think? What's your, what's your uh, commentary on the differences here? Let me pull it up. I have, oh, How did I miss it? I flipped too far. That's what I did. 
Do, 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 do. I think I went on the wrong page. Uh huh. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, again, all the Catherine and Joe stuff. It it is weird to read the character like this. I guess I guess it. Uh, I guess I can see, but I, I don't know. I also would have liked to see um, Joe explore his more sensitive side. Tender side, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's there. I guess there are fewer. Are there, I guess it is so much about the tech too, also about how unnecessary all the tech is. Sort of like there's no, this, like the, 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 in the draft version, there was a first beat and a last beat and the mm -hmm. beats in the middle were just sort of treading water. Uh-huh. <coughs> Which didn't work very well. Right, fair enough. Uh, let's see, this is all, oh no, that's- so Basically up. what we did is we kept the first beat and the last beat and completely reverse engineered a story to fit in the in the space in between but uh, right let's see a lot of sharper image uh there's a lot of sharper images references that don't make it into the final yeah that's where he buys the chair sharper image was still a thing it is it, 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 i, is I it don't know if there's any stores but it definitely is still a thing oh it's still a thing oh yeah. god okay i feel like uh massage chairs were something that only existed in the sharper image catalog at the time mm -hmm. i think you're right <laughs> oh there's also a runner i think it might just be in the one scene though uh so i don't know if it counts as a runner in the same way but uh, beth does say i can't believe i'm going to get fired for this uh, several times which is not in the final episode either uh but beth says that a yeah lot. Well, there's definitely more. Yeah, uh, I think we mentioned this already. There's definitely more with her her phone not working. Yes. And then, yeah. Just because the volume wasn't on. That was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. He goes into a lot more detail about the the chair itself. Bill mm -hmm. does. Uh, I'm trying to pull up. Do, 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 do. Nope, this is all the same. Once we get to page 26, it's still roughly the same. Oh, there's the other. I can't believe I'm going to get fired for this. No, I mean, like, I didn't have a ton of notes because, again, this sort of felt like stuff we'd already either read or, sure. as you say, was chopped out because it needed to be chopped out. Um, so what's the next part then? Let's us get there. And then the end of the scene uh -huh. with Matthew and Bill kind of stayed the same as it is in the original draft. With uh, him, him yeah, telling the, him his share is twelve hundred dollars and et cetera, et cetera, and taking eighty. Yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Matthew stays and everyone leaves, and Bill says Havana fell because of people like you. <laughs> Matthew says stays and says I'll chip in, chip in to help the revolution. And it's a two thousand dollar chair, and he's asked everyone to chip in and says since there's only two of us, your share comes to twelve hundred dollars. And Matthew says, shouldn't it be $1,000? And Bill says, you better get yourself a calculator, man. <laughs> and then Matthew says, all I've got is $80. And Bill says, I'll take it. And uh -huh. like, the performance of Bill just snatching the money out of his hands is so funny. It's such a funny performance. You know, one of the things that people bring up a lot is just uh, Phil Hartman's willingness to just try it whatever way you needed it done. But it seemingly, it also sounds like he was very much a get it right on the first take kind of guy. But like, did he, was he... Was there experimentation in terms of, or was it just like, I'm gonna try a different uh, angle on this? Like what what was his, from what you could tell, what was his process in terms of getting what you guys wanted on camera? He prepared. I mean, like he would come in with a fully realized performance. I mean, mm -hmm. like he was not trying things out on the day. Okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's a hell of a so maybe what people were referring to was like, hey, can you try this instead? And he was just sure, like, yeah. I mean, he was a total. You know. I mean, like, yeah. But like, in terms of like, how do I make this 
funny. I mean, like yeah. he he took notes, like he would have notes in his script and he would think about it. And like, he's a smart, funny guy. Christ, I'm now realizing those scripts, uh, they're probably nowhere at this point, but I would like to see his notes. I'd like to come, that's something I'd like to do. It'd be get, get one script and get as many, because I know that Steven Root has all his scripts. Obviously, Paul has really? all his scripts. That's what he says. He's at least got most of them. I'm like, I'll scan them. He's like, well, if you're already going to scan Paul's, I'm like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I would like to see every person's notes on one episode and just kind of. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Because everybody's thinking about so many different things. Uh, and at the same time, that what I also think is interesting is while you're thinking about the story, there's also always a little bit of like, what did I contribute? Or, you know, how much of my idea is going to stay in here? If, you know, a little, even if it's not about ego, it's just about, you know, I worked hard on this as a writer kind of thing. Um, you, you can comment on whether or not that's ego. I just don't want to assume. Um, let's see here. Uh, this gets merged with you, the scene on page 43. Okay. I was just making notes as to where I could tell scenes had come from and gone to. Um, yeah, coming back. So that was the act break. Was yeah. the act break in the Azir also? <clears throat> so, yeah. And then, yeah, then there's a scene. I had a scene that also got mostly like cut and combined with a scene that came much later, which was basically yeah. basically Dave, Lisa, and and Jimmy talking about what just happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, what is it? It's page one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five and a half pages. And it's just gone and sort of folded into a scene much later where they actually decided were like, Dave and Jimmy actually decided to do something. Yes. And Lisa's uh, not in this scene. It had like one joke in it that was uh, uh, with, was about, it about giving about about uh, where Jimmy gives Dave advice to like the the like the the this was sort of like the function of this scene. Uh-huh. Which the minimal function of the scene, which is that Jimmy says, Dave's like, what do I do? Jimmy says, just sit back, keep giving uh, Bill rope. Eventually he'll hang himself. And he says, uh, that's, that's what I did. He said, I had a spring factory in Wontaw once. The foreman talked everyone into a wildcat strike over profit sharing. The plan would have been, would cost them all money, but there's no telling him that. So you know what I did? Dave says, you gave him rope. Yep. I just sat back and gave him rope. And sure enough, he hung himself. Lisa says, well, what did he do? Says no, we really hung himself. Terrible business. Wish I hadn't brought it up. <laughs> that was kind of funny. But uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that scene totally gone. This scene is just. I, I like these weird scenes that get cut with Jimmy in them because everything that Jimmy says could have, if you wanted to at some point, been recycled again later in the show if you felt like it. There's there's just so much richness in anything. Like my. I think my favorite set of lines that gets cut in this is on page 31 where Jimmy said, uh, Dave asks, how can they all follow him blindly like that? Jimmy says, people sometimes choose, choose strange leaders. How do you think Grover Cleveland got elected? Dave says, I have to say, I have no idea. Jimmy says, me neither. For God's sake, the guy's name was Grover. <laughs> and then Lisa tries to historically give him some perspective and then Jimmy cuts her off. And I, uh, I love it very much. It's that kind of stuff that I don't know, makes Jimmy makes or breaks Jimmy for me. Although, again, there's a really dark joke about suicide is also yeah. the kind of thing I really like about the show. Terrible. Upsetting. 
yeah, he's a good mix between genius, evil businessman and complete, complete <laughs> childlike moron. Uh-huh. <laughs> whatever you need for that line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is, I mean, this is five and a half pages of, I mean, very funny stuff, but then again, you just use it later and cut Lisa out. Poor Lisa. As a character, Lisa's like uh, her ability to be there and, and, and just, you know, <clears throat> either show up Dave or actually help out with the scene. She just she gets cut out quite a bit. Although I guess she shows it. She still that has the, the good bit of pop again, saying I can't that's be wrong. So that's... Too many mouths to feed and someone mm-hmm. someone lost out or mm-hmm. several someone's lost out every week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's never going to be Dave and it's never going to be Phil. Right. And and so like uh, that's just that's just how it worked. <laughs> uh, the next scene then is another Catherine's desk scene, which which got replaced with like basically Catherine, like Joe, does a very short making a pass, an inappropriate pass at Catherine, and then uh, uh, Lisa and Beth drag Joe into another room to sort of teach him how to be a human being, mm-hmm. which was like, uh, 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 it was a good scene. I think so. The not in the, no, added, added later, not my draft, it was a good scene that had the very dirty alligator clamps joke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who told you about that? Who told you about that? Shockingly dirty. Where Joe says, it's just like Joe says, like the, uh, sometimes he's saying that like, Fixing things for people for women works. Mm-hmm. So some guy, some women like a guy who knows his way around a pair of alligator clamps, and and uh, uh, that says, "Who told you?" And uh, Lisa doesn't understand the dirty joke, and and that says, "I'll tell you later." But like, really dirty. She's so insistent. Like, She's, I'll tell you later. She's just so secretive about it. I love it. God damn it, it's a good gag. Uh, yeah, so in this instead, I guess it's a little bit more of a an actual confrontation between Catherine and Joe. But he's also, again, still being very quiet. Yeah, it was kind of a non-scene. Uh-huh. Uh, and then but and then we the chair arrives. Yes. Uh, delivering the chair, I one of the delivery chair men for the chair, I believe, is uh uh for nerds in the audience, as I believe is uh uh, video game reviewer uh, Tom Chick. Anyone oh, wait a Hold on. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What's funny is I don't think I knew that about his history, but I think I've asked him to do the podcast. Oh, really? And, yeah, and I, my brain, I did not know that was his history, that he was, a, so that was why you had him on. Is, I think he's most known, he was Oscar's boyfriend on The Office. Biggest oh, holy shit. Okay. Oh, uh, That's why he looks familiar too. Okay. I, 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 I know he had a news radio credit and like, uh, mm-hmm. just, he's just a guy like his blogs are talking about him on your podcast. But, uh, I, I was like, I wonder, like, I don't know where I think, I think that's his, his uh, news radio appearance. So, but, uh, anyway, I, do you know how the chair was rigged by the way? I do need, I, I am curious because I'm assuming Phil was pretending to vibrate, but it was on a remote controlled thing. Oh, the vibrate thing? He's totally pretending. Yeah. I sort of imagined when I was writing it that there there would be some actual vibrate thing that would make that thing that change to his voice. 
really, really pronounced, but he just uh -huh. had to fake it. So it was it's sort of not hilarious. quite. Uh, I, I did notice it. when he's going through the modes, the Shiatsu mode, Swedish mode, spa mode changed to weekend in Thailand. Weekend mode. in Thailand. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and then Bill, everyone else, everyone wants to sit in the chair and Bill says, none of you can sit in the chair because I paid for it. Uh, <laughs> and kicks them all out and then Matthew stays and it's more of the, the birth of Matthew worships Bill uh -huh. uh, oh yeah right because he literally sits and watches him sleep this really is the beginning of that yeah where like first it's like Bill tells Matthew he has to guard the chair when Bill's not sitting in it and Matthew <laughs> says well I, then I get to sit in it when you're not here right and Bill's like no <laughs> and uh, then uh well, well there, then the ad was when uh, when Matthew is well. Matthew says, "Well, I'm guard, like." Matthew says, "Well, I'm guard, Well, while I'm guarding it, and you're not here. I can sit in it, right?" And Bill just falls asleep. And then the amazing ad was. I don't remember how this happened. It was definitely an ad on the floor. Is that Matthew sort of like puts him to bed? Takes a cigarette out of his hand and then like like takes the newspaper in his hand and puts it over him like a blanket and it's very tender and motherly. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that I think more than anything else launched that's sort of just an ad on the floor so that he he's in love with Bill. This this is this is the birth of that episode. I love that. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shooting draft, but not my draft or what aired. Is Joe comes to sit in the chair and Matthew is guarding it and won't let and tries to stop it. But That's like that, good. I assume we shot and cut. Right, 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 right. So do you the 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 chair does end up on wheels? Do you have any idea how the hell they accomplished that? Was it I know this is a boring, dumb tech question, but uh okay, <clears throat> the chair uh I should have asked Jody about that. Yes, it was sort of a chair that sort of was taken apart and put together. It was on wheels and it was like on a little cart. Mm -hmm. And the all the pieces of the chair were sort of attached with like Velcro, I imagine. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I was gonna. I, I can talk about that more when we get to the fair enough the moves. That um, is fair. I was half hoping you would tell me Joe Fury was inside the chair pushing. I know. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so I just sit here the whole time. Yep. Uh, so see. then we go to a scene. Uh -huh. the, then we go to the scene that's basically the scene that I had started in the act, where Bill, where Jimmy shows up to ask what's going on, and uh, Dave says there's a rebellion. Mm -hmm. And then that pulls into the scene that's here where Jimmy says, okay, fine. I'll let you, I'll not only let you uh, give them the snacks back, but I'll make, I'll let them think it was your idea. And we go into the bad acting scene. Oh. Um, but uh, so, so in the draft, we have like it's like another five pages which like gets cut way way down in the oh. draft and the shooting script while they're talking bill comes in accusing uh dave of sitting in his chair and getting really relaxed because i can tell how relaxed you are dave says, i'm not i did not sit in your chair and bill says you're loose as a goose and you know it <laughs> uh, got, got cut that is one that i would have liked to see 
I'm sure it's very funny, but you didn't need it. Sure. Uh, and then uh, there's also kind of a Seinfeldy line in, in that gets cut as well. Which is that? Which uh, is Bill that? then says, "I know you're kind. You're a chair sitter. I need a massage." It just yeah. sounds very Seinfeldy. Yeah. Probably didn't get filmed, but I, I would have loved to have heard Phil Hartman just say, "Loose as a goose." Yeah, that's 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 mostly because I can hear it in my head. <laughs> uh, in the first draft, is a bunch of stuff of how Dave manipulates Jimmy into giving the money, and yeah. that's all completely gets cut, and you don't need it, and it's just mm -hmm. that's okay. Uh, and then. Uh, So then, yeah, Jimmy and, and uh, Dave go out into the office to where uh, Jimmy is gonna is gonna play the pretend he's a hard ass, and then uh, Dave's gonna fight him, and Jimmy's gonna let him win, uh -huh. which then goes to the uh, bad acting scene, which is one of the great Steve Root radio <laughs> performance scenes. Oh, and then the, the line that is not in this one that ends up in the. Uh final episode is it's the pictures that got small which i really really <laughs> oh yeah that also feels like a real dave ad yeah okay we're like so they, they do the uh the the acting out which is some of the craziest so good it's like i like i read these lines and i expected that he would like overact them yeah 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 or act them flat uh -huh. but instead he, he does it like or like he not only does him flat, but sort of runs through all the commas and periods. In a way. <laughs> um, like watching a high school play. <laughs> very much so. And then like it scripted, like, and then Jimmy storms out. And like, he goes like, uh, they, he goes, forget it, buddy. Uh, I am out of here. And he storms out. And in the script and the stage direction, it says long beat. And boy, he took a long beat. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just considering really what the hell just beat. happened. Really good. So Dave follows him in there. Yeah, and then uh, uh, he says, uh, "How?" Jimmy says, "How'd I do?" And then uh, I had, I think your ass was a little too hard, sir. And then there's a different line in the shooting draft, and the, what aired, it's like, I absolutely a Dave Foley. Yeah, sounds like him. It's like it, like it's. It's the pictures that got small. That's so good. Um, so they go back out. Uh, then there's an ad, I think that was in script, where Jimmy takes him a second to find his character, which is really funny. <laughs> and Jimmy pretends that Dave just beat him up. With some also incredibly bad acting. Where, like, the line is written, geez, Dave, you didn't have to be so rough with me in there. Gosh. <laughs> geez, Dave, you didn't have to be so rough in me with there. Gosh. <laughs> It's so funny and so unexpected. <sighs> so you're really making a stand on this snack thing, Dave? Just, God damn there's it. There's a thing where Catherine says, Jimmy, are you all right? And Jimmy does like a, a beaten person nod. It's really funny. <laughs> oh, good God. And then... Uh, yeah okay all right so and i guess i kind of see why this gets cut because uh it adds to the absurdity of the situation but this is them sort of calling jimmy out on on well to dave's face calling him out on on jimmy's bad acting but it is funnier if they either yes and that just got caught got cut and then in the original draft dave 
decrees that Bill has to let everyone sit in the chair. Mm -hmm. And in the aired version, um, Bill lets everyone sit in the chair to steal focus because he can't stand that someone else is getting applauded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is beautiful. Which, like, for the actual work, you kind of need to have that they don't realize that it was bad acting because they they need to love Dave in that moment to make mm -hmm. Bill jealous. And so Bill says they can all sit in the chair, and he's drawn up a schedule. They can all sit one at a time. They all go run into the uh, the elevator off, and they all sit in the chair and break it. So good. And then, like they, they sit in the chair. Uh -huh. The chair breaks. We cut to the exterior of the building, and he yells, "No!" And that, and then we cut the rest of the story. Yeah. Whereas I had, like. They'd sit it, break it, and then they all get up and file out, and they were disappointed because the chair kind of sucked. And Bill is <laughs> alone with the chair, and he says, "Good night, sweet prince." And flights of angels do do something, something. Ah, whatever. And, <laughs> that cut. and then there was a Dave Jimmy wrap up scene, uh -huh. and then a Bill Dave wrap up scene, which I believe are not in script at all, right? Uh, no, because <clears throat> no, I highlighted all those. Yeah. And then. Uh, it uh, it just ends with the B story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's uh, yeah. Christ. The rest of this for the next ten pages is mostly stuff that got cut. And like these didn't get like they got cut. This these were cuts in editing, where it's just like mm -hmm. like even I think we definitely shot. Jimmy comes into Dave's office and gives him these blank WNYX mugs and now like now you have to write WNYX on all of them because that's how we're going to save money. We're not going to get them printed. <laughs> so that scene that cut, which allowed us to cut the joke setting that up about his mug factory uh, way earlier. I'm now, I'm now trying to so figure it's like Dave doesn't really win. But like right. that, that went, this was just like we got to get it to time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then in the shooting script, that it was condensed with the scene at the end mm -hmm. where Dave and Bill sort of they uh, have their sort of uh, wrap up, where Bill apologizes and basically mm -hmm. says like it, it's it's all behind like that's all behind me. It's funny how your perspective changes after someone you care for is sat on and crushed to death by five coworkers, <laughs> and then uh, so. And then to make it up for him, he's had Joe fix the chair. And okay, he's fixing right. the chair. And the chair just, the chair all of a sudden now can move. He says, like, it's got Chiazzo mode and Batmobile mode. And it shoots, and it shoots around the corner. And uh, Bill says, man, that thing really corners. But like, it, what, like, what ended up happening is it ended up being an outtake of that scene became the credit tag uh -huh. because the, we had like the chair, they, they built us like a second version of the chair on like a, uh, on like a little moving cart that you could move by remote control. Uh -huh. So it could fly and like the, the, like, but like it couldn't really move <laughs> fast enough or well enough to sort of look like it was <clears throat> that mobile mode. <clears throat> right. like, it was really very silly. And he's um, holding so himself. We just, we just put it in there as like an outtake, which is the only time we ever did that, I think. Usually the usually the credit tag was a part of the fiction of the show. Right. 
but watch, watching him crack as he's trying to make this believable is uh yeah it really worked well you could have sped it up yeah, yeah, yeah the scene like like it couldn't work because like it, there's no way to make that believable because it, it moved very slowly and just went around in circles well he's reacting like he's going 90 miles an hour which is kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did you guys actually shoot it at, uh uh with with joe in the chair first trying it out did i read that right oh is that uh in the first draft, oh, was yeah. it Joe sitting in the chair? Yeah. Uh, yeah, carrying it, Joe. Oh, no. Well, in the shooting draft, I think it's... it's. Uh... It was all Bill. It's Bill. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's more sense, yeah. Yeah, like why well, that, that, uh, that was a crazy decision to not put Bill in the chair. Um, <laughs> well, I could see if the chair was coming at Bill, though. But I think oh, was, I wanted Bill to have the last line, so he mm -hmm. couldn't put the chair because he'd be... Out of frame, but like clearly want the chair. By the way, the computer desk in uh, the desk does say a few other things to Catherine in the alternate version of the speaking, the voice responsive desk. Also, again, you've really you've really called uh, Alexa and Google Home. Uh, you really, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. So it ends with the last scene of the show uh -huh. is the last is pretty similar to the last scene of the B story in the first draft, which was uh, Joe has told that has programmed the desk to say Kath, to tell Catherine with Joe not there Joe likes you mm -hmm. and what we did on the day is have Kath as Beth says I'll tell Joe to leave you alone and Catherine says well I didn't say that and that like and and Beth says does the you love her you love her again which is mm -hmm. funny but uh you can see the original, like, like, like it, it's sort of the ending of a Joe is too shy to talk to her at all. Right. Which we sort of, we sort of like, uh, it, it, it's the sort of story edit that can happen during the production week, where it's like, mm -hmm. what do we have that we can keep? Right. How do we make this work? Um, the desk does say Catherine rocks the house in the original draft. I feel like I should yeah. point that out. <laughs> That's one of the weirder lines. <laughs> and Catherine absolutely hates it, obviously. And yeah, and then the, uh, in the air version, which was funny, that the the, uh, the desk kind of threatens uh, Beth uh -huh. for, <laughs> for making fun of Catherine. It's like Beth, leave Catherine alone, mm -hmm. uh, which sort of implies that that the desk has. A lot more intelligence than you think it does, and Beth gets scared and runs away, and that's the end of the episode. Her like whiny runaway was just beautiful. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, it, it's good. like there are a lot of good performance things in this. It, that that's a good thing about the episode. So, yeah, yeah, that's the hard thing that when you talk about when you compare a script that was never shot, or at least parts that were never shot, to stuff that you're used to having seen for twenty some years. It's a little, it's weird to compare the two. Because all you can do is imagine how this other stuff would work. Yeah, yeah. But like that's, you know, that's the, that was the fun thing about writing that show is writing stuff and the actors would do big performancey things you didn't know were coming. Right, 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 right. I, I'm now wondering, because I know they always do the Simpsons predict it, but based on this episode, I feel like I we need say to the same thing. radio predicted it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Noise-canceling mm -hmm. headphones, Alexa, yeah, all the sure. stuff. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Noise-canceling headphones existed, but they were very new. 
I would imagine, yeah. And like, All right. you, did, you did like read a thing about like phase shifting, and it's like it was like, how does this work? Like, in the, oh, wow. <laughs> it gives uh, me a headache. I'll tell you that. Yeah, because you can hear the tone or notice the tone. Noise canceling headphones go. Although maybe I just have very cheap noise canceling headphones. That could be also be the other. Could be other days. What happens when you're? Born? But yeah, we we predicted Alexa. You did. Yeah, uh, so did, I guess 2001 predicted Alexa. I guess they all true. predicted Alexa. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but not at a desk. So uh, Martian Chronicles, Ray Bradbury predicted Alexa, or the Smart House. All right. Well, nobody go and start that website now because lose point. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's a bad idea. Sixty-two page draft of massage chair. Huh? I, I I hope I hope that uh, you know. I mean, people made a very good choice because at least if only for that Grover Cleveland joke, that uh, Guardian Angels. Um, reference. <laughs> now everyone knows who Curtis Lewa was or is. I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, okay, deep cut. That is a, that's so deep. I, I didn't even know what to do with it. Uh, and yeah, uh, does the Keats joke get used? Was was that a callback or does that get used later? It happens a lot. It's like it's it's sort of like your last name is Gorelli, where it happened a lot and didn't always stay in. But like mm -hmm. any like Bill is a pompous guy, so it's not uncommon for him to misquote. Sure, sure. Point. And like every single time he did that, he would attribute it to John Keats and give a date. It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, it makes me laugh every time. Um, well, Lou, we appreciate you walking through this with us, uh, much as I would have liked to hear your Catherine impression. Um, you know, I understand why you didn't want to act yeah. along. That makes sense. Uh, it's 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 not this episode, but just a quick question, because we read there's a massive cameo in one episode from Johnny Cash. Do you Thank remember you. if that oh, was going to yeah. be a thing? Like, what the uh, hell happened there? Like, <laughs> That's a really good question. Did anyone think we could get Johnny Cash for even one second? Is That's there like Wilstein Gray say, I think we can get with Johnny Cash? I don't remember at all, but like, of course we're not going to get Johnny Cash, but we like wrote a bunch of Johnny Cash specific jokes. So like, yeah. was he a Wilstein Gray client? That's a good, oh, no, hadn't even occurred. The Aired version, was there a, what was it in the As Aired version? Uh, you know okay. what episode was it? Because we didn't talk about too. It just it just seemed like it didn't. Well, how the episode turned out that that whole plot was gone. So I can't remember. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's. I think it was just the other day. I think it was review. Was it not review? The Scott Adams episode. I think it was review. I think it was review. Yeah. So there was no. Uh, there was no cameo at all. There was just Scott Adams. Yeah. 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 Scott Adams. It really was Scott Adams, but we pretended it wasn't Scott Adams. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, so there's an actor who plays a guy pretending to be Scott Adams, but then there's a cameo oh. and I think a one line by actual um, okay. real, real life creep Scott Adams. <laughs> yeah, he, he turned out great. <laughs> uh, okay. I, think, I think I'm remembering correctly that that's what it is. Let me, I'm going to pull it up really quick just because now I don't want to, people are going to be like, you fucking idiots, you just talked about this. Uh, it could be that. Uh, uh, like uh, it, it could be that's the kind of uh, writing decision made because you realize Scott Adams can't deliver a line. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm. Uh -huh. Mm. I don't know. Don't remember. 
I really, I had not, it hadn't occurred to me that maybe, as you say, maybe Johnny Cash was somebody's, somebody's client. And the, the idea that he would even have heard of anything that was on television, um, especially a show that was getting moved well, around. What, like, like when James Conn did his, I, I may have said oh this my on God. the podcast, when James Conn did his, uh, can't, did his episode, mm-hmm. um, it's my episode, I was thrilled. Yeah. And like at one point he's in the, in, in, in like like the the parking lot talking on the phone and i'm just sort of following him around because it's, it's it's james Conn, and i overhear him saying yeah i'm doing this sitcom i don't know what it's called but like the idea like <laughs> using him of knowing what it was called you're a fucking asshole <laughs> uh, oh <laughs> but uh pull it up yeah it absolutely is it, it was review we just talked about it that's why it's relatively fresh in our brain we just couldn't remember the name of the episode that was the one that was the johnny cash episode yeah yeah i don't know like you would think like it was just done it as a goof like we'll, right. we'll try to get some celebrity mm-hmm. for now we'll do johnny cash but there are a lot of johnny cash specific jokes and like actual effort was made right and like what draft what what draft was that that's a question that is let me pull it up here Unless you have it, Alan. Unless you, can I, I, I don't think I do actually. Dispatches from Port Awesome. Three o two with my. It's the news radio podcast, Jason. Oh, is that the name of it? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Second here. This is revised table draft, August eighth, ninety six. Um, and it was also Wait, supposed that, to be like revised table draft would have been like we did the table like, and 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 what what was the date? It was really that, early, right? That was August eighth, ninety six. I think I found. So it's really early. It's like it feels like there would have actually been a first draft written. Uh huh. In it, and then at the table, went to the table with it being uh, uh, Johnny Cash, and then revised table draft would be the day after the table. Right. Johnny Cash still in there, so like that points to, huh. I will say the casting for all these parts that get cut is TBA for all of them. So, yeah. you know, so that just meant obviously we don't have these people yet. So yeah. fingers crossed, I guess. That's so funny. I guess you don't want to cast these other side characters either in case they get cut because you can't get Johnny Cash. They may have been cast in just TBA on the list still. Oh, okay. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't know how you maybe get paid for that. Accurate that is until you know they may not have rehearsed every day right 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 <laughs> it just yeah what, like i don't know if that like cast list at the front of the script means anything mm-hmm. for no other reason than it was thrown together mm-hmm. so quickly sure you know it wasn't done the night before believe me it was done that morning and like the script <laughs> would come to the, to the stage like hot from the copy machine like they may not have bothered like 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 if you don't not familiar with these scripts it's like uh a production sitcom script would have you know the title page and then like a cast list and then like what the stages are and a shooting schedule and then and then the script mm-hmm. like, i'm not sure those the things before the actual script they they may not have always been super accurate on anything but the shoot day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
by the time okay so we're gonna i i have one other side question not related to this episode and i'm now realizing i should look to see i can't remember your so season five how much of season five were you there for were you there zero. for the, zero okay that's why i figured i should ask that first because there's there's some weirdness that we discovered um that no, maybe all about or no we'll ask chris maybe we'll ask chris about it or anybody else who's there we could ask josh about it um very quickly, by the way, if you know, uh, the first picture that shows up if uh, you are looked up on uh, Google is some young other gentleman named Lou Morton who looks nothing like you. Oh, really? There's yep. a lot of Lou Mortons. There are a lot of Lou Mortons, but uh, but it's, it's yeah. like not, but like few enough that I sort of know who a lot of them are. Mm -hmm. It's like a young. Is it the actor, the British actor, Lou Morton? Let's see. This is from the website from Alcatron. What is it? Here's the thing. It says. Lou Morton television writer and it lists it lists your actual credits but it's got this young nerdy guy's face who might be an actor maybe this guy is the actor yeah there's uh, like an English actor named Lou Morton who uh who he plays like 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 a uh, sort of lower class like talking accent toughs mm-hmm and like this guy I will tell you this this guy looks like a chess champion and nothing else there's a guy in uh, there's a guy in uh, uh, Australia, like in rural Australia, who's like uh, named Lou Morton, who had like a like an '80s Japanese minivan that he would order parts for. That like all the receipts were coming to me, and like <laughs> didn't know what to do. It's remarkable. That's uh, so good. Uh, well, Lou, um, I don't want to take up any more of your time. And I'd like you to be able to help your daughter, daughter find her ball. So I'm um, negotiating <laughs> with uh, my children. Back down. Being incredibly loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Lou, this is going to come out, uh, wait, this week? Maybe this week? Do you have anything you want to promote? Tell people where to find you. I sit in my house all day. You uh -huh. could, uh, light a candle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everybody, everybody go rewatch re the full run of Veep. That's what yeah. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little mini self promotion, Alan. That's fine. Go ahead. It's fine. It's both. It's true. It is both. It functions as both. Do you, do you want to p tell people where you are on Twitter or do you want to keep that a, a secret? Um, at Lou Morton. At Lou Morton. There we go. Easy enough. Picture of an ape that is also a chimpanzee. Pardon me. That is uh, not. That is not the one I'm talking about. It literally is a young man. I'll, I'll send you his picture so you know who I'm talking about. Um, Alan, where can people find you? What's coming up? Just uh, find me at Alan Rickert uh, on Instagram and Twitter, A-L-L-E-N-R-U-E-C-K-E-R-T. And you can still see me in a web series called Isolated Incidents, which was a Zoom series. Go take a look at it on YouTube. And uh, yeah, Jason, how about you? I'm going to tell you, don't go watch that. Go watch Alan. And <laughs> my name is Dolomite. <laughs> And go watch three episodes of Veep that I can't remember the names of. It's okay. It doesn't matter. I watched you and I was very excited to see you. Um, I'm in nothing. Uh, so go check out my Twitter, Jake Lom, J-K-L-A-M-M. -M. Instagram, Jason Klom for some reason, J-A-S-O-N-K-L-A-M-M. -M. 
Uh, if you follow me, Jason Klom, on Twitter, you can. It is my account, but it is not me. It is my alter ego. So it's going to be weird because he's not going to respond. Um, so there you go. Uh, do I have any? Oh, the Professional Blur. Listen to the Professional Blur podcast where I talk about extra work, including a gentleman who was cut from an episode of News Radio. That came out a few weeks ago. Listen to that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He, he was in it. And uh, he's the only person, by the way, who on this one set where I sent him a picture of uh, Phil's spacesuit that is hanging in my my uh, room. He was like, "Holy shit!" He knew exactly what it was. Nobody else on on this set would have known who it was. But this guy, big nerd, and uh, he got cut from. I can't remember which episode. I'll have to look it up. But he got cut from an episode where he's wearing a tux. Might have been Big Day. It actually might have no, not Big Day, but uh, Big Luncheon at the Waldorf. The Luncheon at the Waldorf episode. Mm-hmm. I think he might have gotten cut from. Um, so there you go. Go listen to that podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there's just one thing left to, left to say, and that is. Catch you later, Beefcakes. Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!